Hey, what's up? Lightbolt Joe here. Today we are going to discuss depression. Now, I know that this is an interesting topic because first podcast episode going out. We'll try to keep this at a 15-minute minimum moving forward. I am known to do reviews. I talk about film. I talk about TV shows. I talk about books, <clears throat> toys, um, different art things. But like, there's only so much you can say within a, within an allotted time period talking about different, you know, projects and things. So I figured, why not? Why not start some uh, episodic talking through a podcast to go ahead and just vent? There are so many things that people complain about all the time. And some of them have rightful means of complaining, but then others have absolutely no concept of life and it's frustrating it's so frustrating living in a completely different world than somebody else and yet you have to breathe the same damn oxygen as them it's so weird so depression i do not trust people that do not have some form of anxiety or depression it is it's it's an out there theory and i know a lot of you are just going wow how could you say that you seem so happy it's all an act it's all an act. Happiness is an illusion, but depends on what kind of illusion you have. Obviously, the richer you are, the happier you are, uh, because you can buy whatever the hell you want. You can go wherever the hell you want. And I know a lot of people are just said, well, you know, my cousin's rich and he's depressed. It's like, okay, so this is what we're going to discuss. There's a lot of different things when we talk about the depression aspect of an individual, okay? Yes, everyone has their right to be depressed right whether you've seen someone clinically or you know you are embarrassed to go to someone clinically um signs of depression are lack of enthusiasm sleep constantly lack of appetite uh unwillingness to participate in things you were once extroverted now you're introverted things of that nature right anxiety has different forms you know i I can't sit still for a long period of time. I have to do something with my hands. I just, I have to do it. Whether I'm creating some project or crocheting something or painting something or uh, making a new Halloween prop or uh, fidget spinners all over my room. Um, it's a thing, but I love to read. So it's, it's, I have to balance how to control my focus into actually doing something. So within the mixture of anxiety and depression, that's just examples of me. There are different people with different forms of anxiety and depression. Um, I think the the rich versus poor debate really pisses me off all the time. I had I've had two friends, two very rich friends um, from very rich families, suffer from depression, and I'm gonna put quotes around that. And again, they're entitled to suffer from depression. One heavily medicated himself with illegal substances and unfortunately lost his life because of it, and that was a very hard death to deal with, mind you. Um, and then the other one didn't medicate himself with illicit drugs. He actually saw a psychologist. He, no, psychiatrist. Psychiatrist gives you drugs. Psychologist just listens to you. Uh, those are the differences. Okay. So he, you know, they, they found out, you know, he, he can't produce enough dopamine, which makes him happy and, you know, got a drug and he became happy that the medicine was doing its trick. Okay, great. That's wonderful. But like, he travels all the time and like he can go anywhere he wants and he's still depressed even on the medication it, it makes no sense but then he became an absolute complete asshole um 
changed completely. And this is someone who assaulted me many, many years ago. And I, 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 I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him because he's an asshole now. So people change. We'll, we'll bring that into a, a different topic on, a, on another day. Um, a thing that I noticed within the poor aspect of depression is we are raised, Americans, our dear US of A, are raised in a capitalist society. So we are taught that material possessions brings you joy, brings you happiness. And obviously because of the massive wealth inequality in this country, um, there's no universal health care, there's no nothing, right? So we have to figure out how to survive in a country that has a $763 billion military budget, which makes absolutely no sense, but whatever, it's changing, I get it. Millennials and Gen Z are rising as we speak. Um, so, with that being said, uh, a poor aspect is a poor person's depression, my depression, <laughs> comes from what to, what little tiny thing, whether it's a toy or or going to a movie, um, or Dave and Buster's, what tiny thing actually gives you joy when someone of a richer tax bracket, a higher tax bracket, would frown upon? Oh, you can afford to go to Dave and Buster's, but you can't afford to... I don't know. What's something a rich person would say? Open a CD, jump into a 401k, some, something stupid, right? That's like, yes, because that minimalistic bit of joy got me through the day. So I, I can sleep happy knowing that I made it through another day because that's all this is. It's, it's a day-to-day -day survival rate. That's all it is. We can apply to as many full-time jobs as we want, but no one's hiring. Or if someone is hiring, it is with an unlivable wage. So it's frustrating. Depression for, for poor people is extremely frustrating, um, especially because we can't afford to go see a medical personnel um, in the sense of... Do I need to see a psychiatrist to see if there if my dopamine levels are low? I doubt it because I do know uh, very well how how you know happy I can be or how sad I can be. Um, I don't need something to medicate me to control that. I think caffeine is fine enough. But um, you know it's it's funny with with looking at at, at all the gays on on uh, Facebook. You know we are a vast majority of people and us millennial gays for that matter. Uh, how do I say this? We always have a numerous amount of, of mutual friends. And all, everyone in the numerous amount of mutual friends, anyone a part of the LGBTQI community, plus community, um, we all suffer from some form of depression and anxiety. It's just how it is. You know, growing up as a millennial, trying to figure out your sexuality, you're taught that you are wrong. And that's not a thing. It's not a thing. We'll go over sexuality at a different, at a different date. But, um... Yeah, so there's a lot of different factors for a lot of different people that bring out anxiety and depression, specifically depression. Poor depression versus rich depression. It's frustrating. Everyone is entitled to have their form of depression. I I Yes, you are entitled to feel sad. I am not telling you you're not allowed to feel sad. You can feel sad however you want to feel sad. But I have no respect for you if you are in a wealthy tax bracket and have depression because you can literally buy yourself a vacation, go fly to Hawaii, go to Maui and go sit on the beach and soak up the sun in a tropical island while I just grab some Belize body spray from Bath & Body Works. That was a lot of buh sounds, by the way. Um, to pretend that I can do that, to keep that little tiny, tiny little, tiny little monetary, you know, thing um, to transport me mentally to a place where you can physically go. There's a distinct difference in how we both 
can experience depression. A depression story which really pissed me off happened to a friend of mine many, many years ago. Um, I don't see him anymore. He moved away. He kind of fell off the face of the earth. It wasn't a means of ghosting because he was a terrible texter to begin with and he was a terrible... He just he was never on his phone. It was so strange because he's a millennial. He was never on his phone. We worked together at one of the hospitals uh, we worked at back in the day, and it was it was fun. We were standardized patients. We you know were given cases to portray for medical students or nurses or doctors to diagnose, and it was acting. So much fun. We learned a lot. So me and this kid, poor kid, okay, me and this poor kid, poor kid and poor kid. We're hanging out with two other guys who were in our same age group. We were all doing the same case. Um, so on our breaks, we would all, you know, talk and whatever. But these two guys are rich, rich white guys. Look, just imagine your stereotypical Chad and, you know, Brett with the pastel button down and the khaki shorts and the Sperry's on his feet and the brown belt. That That's literally who we worked with, those two guys. And they were well aware of how wealthy they were compared to us poor kids wearing our poor kid clothes and they're wearing their rich kid clothes. So we were all talking about something. I don't remember what we were talking about, like plans for the weekend or something like that, I guess. And the two rich guys were saying, how, one of the rich guys was saying how he was going to go um, play a, a round of golf at some you know, country club that his parents are a part of. It was like 18 holes, whatever. So then the other rich kid was like, oh, I love golf. And then the first rich kid was like, oh, okay, well, why don't you come with me then? You know, bring your clubs or whatever. And the second rich kid was like, yeah, okay, cool. We were all like early 20s at this point. So then my poor friend says, oh, I like golf too. And the both of them looked at him, didn't say anything, and then went back to planning their golf trip, you know, this weekend. Completely excluded him. Now, these are two white kids, right? Two rich white kids planning their golf trip, ignoring the poor Hispanic boy sitting across from them, who's the same age as them, um, after he said, oh, I love golf as well, hoping to be invited because he himself had a thing of golf clubs. But no, he did not get that invitation. So I just saw the look. I saw the look on his face, and he was so upset so upset and i hate golf so i didn't even bring it up so i changed the topic quick but specifically just to talk to the the poor friend sitting next to me because the two assholes were having their own conversation perfectly fine um and then i was actually driving my friend home from work because he lived in kind of not down the block but like it was on my way home so i just drove him home anyway it was fine at the time um so we were talking on the way home and i was like dude listen like um they're assholes. And he's like, no, I, I know. And I was like, so why do you want to hang out with assholes? And he's like, because like we all like the same sport. So I figured I, I could play with them if there was invitations being handed out. And I was like, yeah, but they're assholes. You should not want to be hanging out with an asshole. Like, I get it. You like golf, but they treated you like absolute crap. That's not cool. So he actually, he opened up and he was telling me a lot about suicidal tendencies from a very early age. He was hospitalized at like 11 or 12 or something like that. Um, at the same hospital we worked at, you know, 10 years after that hospitalization of his, he suffered a lot of stuff as a kid and he still had that anxiety and depression going into his early 20s. So we just went back and forth on different stories and I was telling him about my history on anxiety and depression and you know past suicidal tendencies for different reasons than his um and I I said flat out I was like listen 
I, I have to be honest. I don't trust anyone who's happy. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, there's no way in hell that S hat one and S hat two, the rich kids we were working with, um, there's no reason why they are abundantly happy enough to just ignore your presence unless they are super, super wealthy. So we were talking about the fact that that's the only reason why that, you know, they're extremely happy is because they're exorbitantly wealthy and they can go to the, you know, $25,000 a month country club or whatever the hell that they pay. It's Long Island. It's, it's crazy. Crazy out here. Crazy. The inequality of wealth is crazy. And, uh... You know, it, it was it was it was a nice heart to heart that we had, but like, I still felt so bad that he was denied, and I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't just punch them in the face and say, "Your assholes, fucking deal with it," because like, their daddies are rich and they have rich attorneys to go along with it. I don't own jack shit. Sue me if you want to, but I would be put in jail for assault. So it's a little different, little different. So we kind of let it go. We were always just happy with. Not happy, but we were always civil. That's the better word with these two guys. Um, and then eventually we all went our separate ways, you know, different jobs and things like that. And, and me and friend, um, we lost contact with each other because he moved away. He moved across the country. So it's unfortunate, but I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the audacity of these assholes to just blatantly ignore my friend who said, I like golf. And I felt so bad. I still feel bad. It still upsets me 10 years later. About 10 years later. No, not 10 years later. Eight? Seven. Let's say seven years later. But um, depression is, is tricky because there's no right or wrong answer to it. It's a duality. You can have a mild form of depression. You can have a severe form of depression. You can have debilitating depression, which you literally cannot get out of bed. You will soil yourself in your bed until you rot away because you can't eat or drink. There are forms of depression like that. I'm very happy that I do not have that form of depression, but there are different forms that people experience. It's, it's tricky. It's very tricky because there's no right or wrong answer. You are allowed to feel how you want to feel, and no one has the right. I mean, everyone has a right, but everyone thinks that they can just say whatever the hell they want without consequences. So if you feel like you're being untreated fairly, speak up. If you're seeing a doctor and they're not listening to you, go to a different doctor. If you can afford a different doctor, that's the other thing. Um, or just jump on, jump on some form of social media. Jump on some form of TikTok video. Make it viral. Make sure that your voice is heard because sometimes... You can be as polite as possible. You can yes sir and no ma'am as much as you want, but people will still walk over you. People will still not listen to you unless you scream at the top of your lungs, bloody murder, will someone finally make an inclination of, oh, why is this crazy person making a wave at me? Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because you didn't listen to me the first 20 times I said something. Make sure you're heard. Because you don't have to suffer depression alone. There are tons of people out there. I am one of them. Tons of people out there who know what you're dealing with. Or who have similar stories of what you're dealing with. You're not alone. Depression sucks, but it's manageable. We just have to find a way within our own monetary statute of how to breathe. In, out. We just have to breathe sometimes. We can get through this. On to the next one. Mucho mahalo.